Hi, Annette. How are you? We are Hi. live again. Now, I just want to apologize to all the um, viewers who are trying to come in. Um, I am trying to get to um, Facebook now. Okay, you will see this live now, ladies and gentlemen, and also uh, Annette, um, that we are already on live. And I am going to share it to the group. And today it's such an important day, um, Annette. It's such an honor to have you um, to be with us in Singapore, um, Annette. And I've got a string of questions I'd like to interview you. So this is a very special um, show with Miss Annette Wittenberger, and she's live from Texas with us. Joining us from Texas, Miss Annette Wittenberger. Sue Singapore is actually 11:28 p.m. Singapore time. And we are live on YouTube and Facebook. And today, um, sadly, um, what brought us um, from our Seringmi retirement um, from podcasts uh, is a very important uh, topic um, that's facing all of humanity. And I wanted to, uh, and I want to take this time to share with uh, Annette and, and all the viewers either now live or later on you know these quiet silent tears that we have shed oof, for the last um seven days but and also and i just to let you know we still have got a singaporean in the heart of kiev right now reporting and um he 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 is actually um, a singaporean and he's not leaving there because his wife is actually a reservist medic for the Ukraine army. So he says that it's not right for him to leave her um, and them, uh, him being a Singaporean. And also, um, he, he said in his, in his own words, um, for as many um, uh, a live interview from the news here, is that um, he can't live with himself. He would just pack and go. And, and I think that's what an uprighteous uh, human being will do um, when you see your neighbor hurt. Uh, you do want to show some form of protection. So that is the outset of our talk today, Annette. Um, and a little bit about Annette, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, she's a veteran, a retired major um, who led eight peace missions throughout the world to keep um, world peace. And we're going to talk about a few uh, issues here. How important is the strength of the American military in different parts of the world? Um, even in Asia, we're talking about possible flares up North Korea, right? Uh, Taiwan, right? Um, in the South China Sea. So we want to talk about how important it is to have a very strong American military, a peacekeeping force to keep bad actors at bay. So that people like us can live, right? People like um, people like like all these. Uh, 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 I should say, we are just mortal human beings trying to make a living, trying to make a life. So with this outset, um, Annette, uh, it's such an honor to have you to talk about your uh, military uh, experience and your point of view right now that you've hung up the uniform as a civilian uh, uh, entrepreneur. 
how are you going to take this on a personal level and also as an ex uh, former military personnel and also as a current military wife ma'am thank you for being with us in singapore miss annette whittingbird thank you for being here with us such an honor to have you tell us um uh what went through your mind when you heard that and, and i saw on your facebook it was your son who kind of worked you up about the news tell us annette he did so we don't have um we don't have cable and mm. I, i there are certain times where i'll stream the news and but then you know everything's on facebook so i, I did some research but my son he's 19 he's really yeah. wow. he surprises me he surprises mm. me because he's he keeps me up with current events most of the time mm. but he came into my room one morning he says mom guess what happened wow and then he told me he told me and i just you know it it it, it breaks my heart because we're here um and because this is what our future is for our children and mm. so it, it's very it is very heartbreaking i feel hopeless i i know a lot of my peers feel the same that we can't we can't do anything and i'm he he even made it he he made a joke which i didn't think was funny but he says mm. what if i got drafted oh wow and my oh, heart and was like a, okay yeah He's yeah. he had you know at 18 he has to sign up for civil service so I I said that's not funny don't joke about that that would break that would kill me you know like yeah. I don't want you to get drafted but how that's you know that's not fair for me because we have our soldiers who are young yeah. we have young soldiers that are training yeah. to prepare to go and so it's it's um It's surreal. It's just like this isn't really happening and so it's it's just very scary. Um and, and you brought up a few points um that I wanted to ask you anyway. Um you being a mom and and you know a lot of us uh like in Singapore we 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 grow up uh in an environment where we take peace for granted. Right? And also we're living in a world right now where we're facing social media. Like we talk about 10 years before we never had that kind of social media um movement whereby you see from your screen on your handphone in the middle of the night on your bed and you see people actually streaming live um you know they're streaming live they're talking about what's happening uh, in many parts of the world and of course it kind of make you uh wake up right i mean maybe 10 20 years ago the wars of your mom your the wars of your grandparents maybe that really felt distant it's something yet you find in um textbooks it's something that you read in the old news journals when some commentary bring it up it looks distant you're not connected you don't feel anything it has got nothing to do with me or my life but when we look at photos that people sent or live or even people just commenting um parents you can see pictures of 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 i mean this breaks my heart i mean you see a mom sending um the son goodbye at the train station you know uh, i mean we see that in the movie right tell me and how real is it for you 
like you say that if your son is going to be drafted, how would you feel as a mother? Number two, how did you feel in the past when you had to say goodbye to your husband or your family got to say goodbye to you? Your mom has got to say goodbye to you because you were sent to some real places whereby you got to keep bad actors at bay, right? Tell us about that, um, Annette. I honestly, you know, self selfishly, I would be devastated if my son was drafted. I would because it's scary, you know, and mm. and um, if it got to that point, then that means it's 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 just really um, the war started. You know, if we ever have to draft, that means it's re it's real. Not like it's it's not that it's not real right now. But to get to the point where we have to draft, that's when it's just um, a horrific, you know, scenario. So, uh, which is what's happening there in Ukraine already, because it, it stopped the men from leaving. Yeah, that I can't imagine being yeah. over there. I can't imagine. But you know, I I do have friends on on, on social media that are going there as a as a as part of a mission. We are seeing soldiers being, um, you know, that are leaving uh, from certain bases of here in the, in the United States. So there are soldiers already going over there. And so that's that's what's really, it's heartbreaking to see because that's someone's son, that's someone's husband. And my heart goes out to them because I, when I went to Iraq and Afghanistan, I knew that we weren't necessarily at war. We were doing peacekeeping. You know, we were yeah. going over there to help. You gotta, stop, so you gotta stop the bad actors. Yeah, so it was just a different mindset. I was still nervous and scared to go over there because things can happen. But I knew that my mission was peacekeeping. So completely different, but leaving my family to go over there, that was hard because my kids were young. I mean, can you imagine you are being attacked in your own home ground? Yeah. yeah. Right? You are yeah. being attacked on, on your own home ground. And I, I think you talked about that it could be really heartbreaking because you're really talking about the that blood and that flesh that's going to be like torn from you. I mean, right. when, when I look at the videos and Facebook, you know, people are posting it. I try not to, you know, Annette, but... I don't want to be disconnected, you know, I want to be connected, but yet I'm trying very hard to um, not be not be swallowed up by yeah. this. Uh, because it's, can you imagine it's so heart-wrenching right now, even though we, we are so far away. But, you know, people out there, because um, they are being, um, I mean, they are being declared war. And the thing is that, um, like what you say, you have been to um, these places as a key peacekeeper. Um, tell us the viewers, people like us in Singapore and, and many of the people, young people, the millennials, they, are, they have grown up um, in, in an era whereby, um, you know, Cold War um, or whatever upheaval so far away, um, they, they don't really feel it. it's a peacetime growth, right? Um, People spend more time on social media posting on happy things, right? TikTok and dancing. And, and, and I, I would think that we are now also facing a social media kind of um, reality, 
right? And we are also talking about a couple of things here: um, uh, people controlling the media uh, on both sides of Ukraine and Russia. You know, if you look at some of the news that's coming out, Russia um, has this huge media propaganda um, that is a totally different story from what people are posting out in another part of the world, from Ukraine. Um, and and also, um, you know, even in in the American presidential election, right? The Facebook and the media was taken over by bad actors because they wanted to elect a certain president, which is in their interest. Because technology is is in a is in the hands of the powerful. So, what do you think, like us podcasters? And also, what do you think about the social media role in our lives right now, and also the social media role in what's happening um, uh, at the war zone right now? It's really, you know, uh, social media can be good. There are, you know, local our our news stations broadcast from from social media for those of us who don't have, you know, cable and all that. So, but I think we just need to be very mindful that sometimes these Facebook posts from people are a little bit exaggerated or they're telling it from their point of view. And so we have to take it with a grain of salt. Yes, something horrible is happening over there. We need to pray for everybody involved. But to go on there and and, and backlash, you know, someone's point of view or how the news is reporting it you have to you have to just you really have to just be mindful just they're doing their best the reporting is um as accurately as possible but you know just keep up to date that's the best you can do but don't you can't I, I don't want to say you can't believe everything you hear, but you have to take it with a grain of salt. You really do. It's yeah. it's very difficult. Social media will always make it um, more elaborate, more extravagant than it really is. So it, it's it's very difficult. I I didn't. We had Facebook back when I was deployed, but we didn't do we didn't uh, post things like they do now. Now it's just it is it's crazy how they do it now. And. Um... You know, there. If you think back of those times that you were being sent, right? You you did have a little bit of anxiety when you were sent to um, to do some peacekeeping um, work um, on behalf of um, uh, the people there, keeping bad actors and preventing flares um, from going. You know, how did your parents feel? I mean, your mom um, and you talked about your mom in some of your. Uh, you know your website I read and and also your children and we talked about that um, you know think back and also share with the viewers like how did they feel when they had to say goodbye to a mother or a father I, I kind of I kind of laugh at that because my mom <laughs> mm. she really she didn't understand mm. and so she really thought that I could just tell my boss I can't go. I have two kids. And I said, mom, you can't just tell someone you can't go because you have kids. All of us have kids. All of, but this is what, this is what we volunteer to do. You know, this is my job and I can't leave my soldiers. Um, 
because this is what we were picked to do. So they didn't want me to go. They really thought that I could just say, I can't go. Uh, so they didn't understand. So I had to explain it to them and they were upset. They were upset and they were sad, but um, yeah. I just had to keep in constant communication with them to, to reassure them that we were, you know, we were okay. And that's, it's, it's hard, you know, it's really hard. Tell us and share with us, um, you know, the viewers, um, people who who, are, who grow up, you know, in these peace times and take peace for granted. Um, when you go there, um, you know, you, you're going to leave like, in, we're going into this mind of uh, a soldier putting on the uniform. And even though we know that we signed up for, right? For example, I signed up being a an XXX person and then I know that I've got I'm gonna be sent to South Africa for example for work you know I know that but you know you still feel faint um, you being a human being um, Annette um, what goes on in your mind um, and I know you know we've talked about this um, you went to Afghanistan because you didn't want to leave your soldiers there alone and then you were also in Iraq um, tell us um, times that you feel human, um, you know, as you were packing, you know, I, I can't imagine us being a woman, especially like you're going to leave your children and you're going to pack and pack and pack and then you're going to say goodbye. No, now tell us, you know how your mom felt, but tell us about how you feel. <laughs> there is a part of me that... Um... I felt honored actually to be given the, the leadership role that I had to be able to lead troops. Uh, it's such a, it's such a humbling experience, a humbling feeling to be, to be their leader. Uh, you know, they're, they're dependent on you. It's like they were my kids and I had to make sure they were going to be taken care of. So I, I really, that was one of the best experience of my career and I miss it. I, I love my soldiers. I, I, you know, I would do it again, uh, but unfortunately I'm not in the position to do that. So, um, you know, it was, it, it, I was scared, but I was also like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. So I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. You have to take a different character. That's the woman. That's the woman there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so you talked about um, there's nothing you can do right now um, we know you hung up your uniform and uh, you know a lot of people will always have different opinion um, uh, different uh, 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 points of view about a situation you know what's happening there um, you know even in the U United Nations General Assembly yesterday people were voting against um, and for the war, um, I, I want to know, um, Annette, um, you know, now that you've hung up your uniform and being an American peacekeeper, you know, been, you know, there is a lot of base here in Singapore. I mean, Asia, right? There's a base in this part of the world, in Thailand, in Philippines in the past was a Subic Bay, and then you've got a base uh, in Korea, and also you've got close ties with Taiwan, um, just to keep the balance, right? Just to keep things in balance so that the rest of us can still live and hopefully thrive. So 
how do you feel as a civilian right now? Um, do and you were saying you, there's nothing you can do. I mean, is there a real struggle? Because that's a big part of your adult life. I mean, that's your life. You're talking about like 20 years or so um, in the military when you were young as a woman, and then you grew up, and then you saw how the world have changed, and now you. You you have hung up your uniform. What goes on in your mind? What kind of struggles do you go through, uh, uh, Annette? I feel guilty. I, I do. Uh, I, I really, you know, they there is an opportunity for us to volunteer. There there is. Mm. We've we've been given that opportunity to to um, to sign up and, and go over there, but um, I can't. I, I can't do it due to some medical issues and stuff like that, and I feel guilty because I ask myself, if I could, would I do that? Would I leave my kids again? Uh, you know, but the thoughts that go through my mind make me feel guilty mm. as well because there's so many mm. soldiers who don't get that option. They're going, you know, because that's they're in. They've trained for this, and so it, there's so many. There's so many mixed emotions, but the first one was guilt yeah. because I I feel helpless sitting here mm. sleeping in my bed watching TV. Mm. I'm doing all these things that these people over there are not doing, and, and it just it, it it breaks my heart every day, yeah. and I I don't um. And I want to ask you: Do you in that? Case deliberately shut the TV off. I deliberately don't stream the news right now because yeah. I don't. Um, it's so bad. It is so heart wrenching, right? Okay, let's let's calm down. Let's calm down. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, and and and, and you're true that the social media plays a huge role. You know, because when I was in, uh, when when I was in in France, and there's this. Uh, uh, Jaswi Charlie, I am Charlie, right? They bombed uh, the terrorists, bombed uh, Paris because there was a bad cartoon that came out and was printed by the private or uh, cartoon um, the papers, right? And um, of course, the people died at the um, publishers' outlet because they published this um, uh, Charlie cartoon. Um, and, uh, the terrorists came in, um, and, and of course. The news was big about it because you're looking at the news is so huge, right? It takes the whole front page, and the people were very worried, like, okay, what's happening? And I told them the rest of the rest of France is all right because it occupies the whole front page, and you thought that the whole of Europe or the whole of France is you're being bombed. But but that's that's a little bit of um, uh, 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 I, I should say that the construct of the mind is what you see with your eyes. In that inch, whether it's a piece of newspaper you pick it up, or whether it's that two by two inch screen you look, um, that that's a like you say that's a lot of exaggeration out there. But there's a lot of truth also because we're talking about impending threats. Like you know, I'm so much trying not to, not to look, and I'm praying so hard that um, you know it's going to stop. 
you know, because people' lives are there. We're talking about things like I'm learning new things. What's a vacuum bomb? What's a carpet bomb? And these are illegal in war. It's like, oh wow. Um, and of course, when you when you were younger, you don't you you don't hear a lot of things, right? A lot of things are just like reported on a one front page. You don't get a lot of details. But because of the media, many people are are reporting it. You get to find out that sense there. Um, do you feel that there is a reason why countries are not being involved? I'm not talking about politically, but do you think there is a threat of escalation? That it may be out of hands at certain point, uh, and it. Yeah, I, I believe so. I, I think there's just many other countries are pro- are purposely not getting involved, yeah. and you know they're just like, okay, <laughs> we're just gonna stay over here. You guys do your thing because it could be bigger than we can ever imagine and that's yeah. you know that's where we don't want and so yeah. it's it's a very terrifying uh feeling a terrifying thought and yeah, yeah i can't i can't imagine yeah and and i just texted my friend um a few days ago um you know on the third day that the war broke out i text my friend in paris i say um um Hi, my dear friend Emily. Are you okay? How's France now? Are people anxious over the war? Da 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 da. Uh, let's pray it does not escalate to um, a bigger war. And she says, "Yes, I'm perfectly fine, thank you." Of course, everyone is worried about this. Worried about the Third World War. We're talking about First World War and Second World War that actually started out there in Europe, right?、Um, and it is real to the people on the ground, right? Even the people who are young, because their parents or the grandparents have lived through those very, very hard times.、Uh, right. We are talking about people who are there right now. I mean, at the border, whether it's Kosovo, I'm talking about the Eastern Bloc there, Kosovo.、Um, we're, we're talking about the Czech Republic. We're talking about Poland, Hungary, and then a little bit, like,、uh, you know, going in there. Um, so I, I just want to ask a couple of questions before you leave,、um, and, and of course that makes it the reason why they're not going in there. Why you've got all these presidents not speaking a word of it because they're so afraid it becomes a volatile situation.、Um, final question.、Um, we read a lot in the American news, freedom. Define what is freedom to the people at large. We don't have a lot of freedom here in Asia. Okay, <laughs> we don't have a lot of talks about rights. Tell us freedom and what does it mean about price of freedom that we read a lot. Freedom is is being able to live my life the way I am right now because we have people that are or that are fighting for us. You know, they're trying to bring, they're trying to keep it over there and let us live this life that we are. Every day I wake up that I could do what I want. That's not everybody has that. And freedom of speech and being able to be here, not everybody has that opportunity. And so, you know, growing up, I did take that for granted. Because no one, everything—I was oblivious to the world, and now it's like, oh my gosh, we need to really appreciate that we can have a shower with warm water. You know, it's 
and I, I'm guilty of taking a lot of things for granted. I mean, I, I, you know, we get like that. We get complacent. We don't think about it. But when we really sit down and think about it, not everybody has these opportunities. And it's just, it's, it's hard. Yeah, and in many parts of the world. Um, so to wrap up, uh, Annette, for the next 10 seconds, um, uh, got a question for you. Um, now, going forward, um, what's your what's your vision of the world, and what's your view of the world? Um, talking about the world as in you know America, and also the geopolitical balance that we should we, that we should seek. What is your view? I don't see it getting any better, unfortunately, because there's so many. Negative, there's so much negativity even with you know our current leader and it's just hard and, and unless we could come together to try to be stronger and to make change I don't know if it's going to get better because there's so many people on opposite sides that aren't willing to come to an agreement that are willing to make a compromise there all they want to do is fight and whether you're fighting on social media or you're out there in front of the White House when is that going to stop? You know, is it is it necessary to go out there and riot? You know, it's not. There's got to be another way, and I, it's just it, it's just heartbreaking. It's it's very scary. Um, and, and do you think that um, a stronger America actually does contribute to world peace? I, I believe so. If we can get there. <laughs> You know, yeah. we we need to get we need to get to that place again. Yeah, yeah. And because I, I um, regardless of all the political differences, but I I do think that having um, and it's and it's also about the stand on Singapore. Um, nothing about politically, uh, nothing about political, but it's all about economics, I should say. Because if you do have a strong police. Um, police as in using in a very um, fluid way we do have a strong police policing the streets of the world um, in a figurative sense the rest of us can thrive economically right um, uh, you know keeping people at bay making sure that you know this is the way to go keeping the behavior um, of people, uh, I'm talking about behavior as in like not just sending a bomb whenever you like, right? right? Yeah, and and that's why I I, I do agree um, with uh, um, you know what America has done with your past president, um, uh, you know Donald Trump. I mean, even despite there's a lot of things, it's very. I mean, anybody can be controversial, I should say. But I one thing one thing is right is that he wanted to not be uh, he wanted to make America strong so that no one fights right so that right. we and we all can pursue economic growth and give a chance to economic growth and even to places whereby people never had a chance of economic uh, pursuit before in their lives so so with that uh, tenant, I totally do agree with that view that if you have strong uh, pillars um, uh, of the world, 
that and then you 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 kind of like suss out um, the distractions of war or you know the distractions of war mongering then the rest of us have a chance for economic uh, success. Thank you so much, um, Annette. I, I'm so grateful to have you for the last 40 minutes or so. Um, I should have you on again because we can talk about this this deeper. And, and I do know that you have a lot of thoughts. And, and I think I am the person to kind of dig it out. <laughs> you are. I've never talked about this. Um, I have I I haven't I've only discussed it in my house so you're the first person that I'm actually expressing and it was yeah no I thank you for this thank no, you I, I thank you it's such an honor to have you um it, it's such a great honor and also your information about your life stories you know even though they're just snippets it's such a privilege for us to have a glimpse or um into the mindset uh, of a soldier um and, and I think we need to give that human face, not just um, digits, right? Digits as in people wearing the uniform, a faceless and nameless army. No, I think we have come to this stage in our life in the millennial, um, in the millennium, that we should be able to decipher and, and also to make out truths. Uh, and, and I think you are the best person to be able to uh, give us a lot of education, a lot of glimpse. And I thank you so much from Singapore, ma'am. I hope to talk to you again, episode two. Let's yes. see what happens uh, to Kiev tonight. I mean, my heart goes out to what's happening because it seems that um, I, I'm not even going to say, I mean, people can, can look it up in, in the current affairs, but it is a very, very dangerous and pivotal time. Uh, in humanity and, and it's not to be understated it's not an understatement thank you so much ma'am Annette you. I'm gonna talk to you again very yes. soon let's keep up with the development and let's hear it from you your take on it from a military and humanistic point of view thank you ma'am and you take care thank there you. Bye. thank you bye